0: blog talk radio good evening everyone and live from walter reed medical center it's the fourth and inches <laughs> show with jenna and the sherpa jenna how have you been this week
1: still covid negative so i think we're going to be all right <laughs> yeah, that's good. it's uh it's been an interesting week hasn't it <laughs> yeah a little bit yeah just a little uh so how or other things no, no, football. It's it's hard oh, okay. to uh, to figure a lot of these teams out. Every time I feel like I I know what a team is, they go and do something crazy. I I it just it's still it's still so hard to pin down. I'm still surprised at the amount of offense we have,
0: like the Cowboys. Yeah, that's really surprised me too. I thought you know we talked uh, the first week of the season, and my theory was <laughs> the teams would struggle. To, get their timing down on offense, having missed OTAs and preseason yeah. games and all that. And so far, it looks like it's the defenses that are on their heels rather than the offenses.
1: Yeah, it's uh, it's really been a notable exception, of course,
0: like my favorite team.
1: I'm sorry about the Giants. I, I thought it was interesting how much time they spent pregame this week on ESPN talking about how uh, Sean McVay really talked up the Giants' defense, and then the Rams came out and really tried to make the Giants' defense look good there for a little while. <laughs>
0: well, I think they succeeded. It's just unfortunate the Giants' offense made the Rams' defense look even better.
1: Yeah, I always think it's very interesting how Saquon Barkley gets hurt, and then uh, the Giants decide, well, maybe we are a running team. It's like, what? Where was this the first two weeks of the season? I, just, well, I maybe if you
0: could combine the. Giants defense and the Cowboys offense, you might have a competitive team.
1: We might Actually, have some, if I don't you think Giants defense four, would hold up
0: their end of the bargain.
1: Well, I think it's better than what the Cowboys are running out there. If you put all four of the NFC, NFC East teams together, you might have one functional football team. Because right now, I don't think there are any out there. It's ugly. Yeah, it's a it's very pretty ugly bad division.
0: when a 1-2-1 and one team is in first place, sole possession of first place.
1: Yeah. If the Giants had won yeah, that game,
0: they would have been Temporarily, in first place.
1: Yeah, I mean it's it's been a wild ride. Um, I've I've gotten a lot of heat from people this week about everyone calling the uh Dallas Cowboys the Alice Cowboys because they don't have any defense. If you've been listening to the show at all this season, I've been telling you that all year. This is not news. <laughs> Unfortunately, it is not news. They're gonna
0: here. get some guys back uh, though. They should get better on defense this season.
1: Yeah, yeah, in the next the next between. two weeks I'm hoping things get a little better. But as you said, uh no, before the show we're me. talking, it it's probably gonna look a little better. But normally for those of you who haven't been around for the last eleven years, uh this is normally the first week of the season where Sharpa and I really start going at each other when the Cowboys and Giants start playing each other, but this week, this year, it just seems kinda sad, doesn't it? Like <laughs> It's hard it's hard to really get We're fired up on either for side of a top 5 this. pick. Yeah, <laughs> and so everybody else in the league is, except being a for the more Chiefs. More serious
0: contenders. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah, I and think you're Ravens. right. <laughs> yeah, the, 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 Ravens, the Ravens and the too. Chiefs are pretty much the only ones not in contention for a top 5 pick right now as of the Sherpa's big board.
0: <laughs> it has to be well, a big board to hold all those teams in the top 5. It is.
1: It I is it's a lot. Teams it's in a lot out there it's a it's an aggressive top five um it won't get if you're a new listener, it's not gonna get a whole lot smaller before the actual draft but here we are uh we do, we do uh have a nice action packed show for you um. It is unfortunately the start of the bye weeks. Well, the official start of the bye week, since the Steelers and Titans actually took theirs early last week. But we'll get there. Um, we are here for a full hour with you until 9:30 p.m. Eastern Time, as we are every Tuesday night. You can find us all week long all over social media, We're at the number four thnh show on Twitter at jkim16 and fantasy underscore Sherpa. And you can find us on Facebook at the Fantasy Football Sherpa fan page. And of course, we're always around to talk football, uh, help you with the lineups, whatever you need. In the next hour, we've got a whole lot to cover. We'll be talking our game predictions, as we always do, as well as who to start and sit. Uh, we've got waiver wire picks, we've got daily fantasy picks, and of course, the always long running. I've thinned it down as much as humanly possible. Injury report. <laughs> it's it's a doozy. We st- an- another week of big name injuries, and uh, we've got everything you're gonna need to fill those bi week holes and those injury holes. So stick with us. <laughs> We've got a lot to get through. Um, as I mentioned, it's officially, officially, officially the beginning of the bye weeks. We've got the Lions and the Packers on buys this week. So um, two of the, weird weird to say it, but healthier teams out there. So not only do you have injuries, but your actual healthy guys on your roster are uh, are, are certainly going to need to be replaced this week. Uh, before we dive into that, we are at the quarter way mark for most leagues. How are your teams doing so far, Sherpa? Have you been just killed with injuries? Are you hanging in? How are they looking? Um,
0: it's a it's a mixed bag. I think I've got – I have four teams this year, Two are doing well, and two I'm already uh, trying to contemplate uh, draft strategy for next year.
1: Yeah. One of mine is, one of those is teams, like an absolute sorry, go ahead. complete – one of my teams is like basically a dumpster fire at this point. We <laughs> It is not looking great out there with injuries.
0: Is that intentional or um, unintentional?
1: No, it was unintentional. I just, just had the bad luck of drafting everybody who's blown out an ACL or an Achilles tendon, it feels like. Yeah. Um, one team, in, in spite of me, is 4-0, and that's with Dak Prescott playing quarterback, which, ugh, you know, mixed feelings on that. But. <laughs> well,
0: you, you're tying it, your rooting interest with playing. your fantasy interest then, so. Yeah, I mean, you should be rooting for their, for fantasy, you should be rooting for their defense to continue stinking up the joint. But this weekend, I think 500 yards uh, is 500 yards.
1: (laughs) Hopefully, we can control for that in the first Uh,
0: quarter against the Giants.
1: It's not out of the question. So uh, it's it's certainly going to be another interesting week of of the NFL. Uh, We might as well just get the injuries out of the way. Uh, As we talked about last week, uh, we had our show on Wednesday. We were a little day late, uh, just mostly because of my life, unfortunately. But I think it was a chance to talk about the COVID outbreak in Tennessee and the fact that the game with the Steelers and Titans had been postponed. It ultimately had been decided because so many Titans players, I think the total is up to 10, as well as a handful of personnel people, have tested positive over the course of last week that they uh, pushed the game back to week seven and they both had bye weeks last week. Uh, The Titans look like they are on track to play this week. They have had multiple days without positive tests, which is a good sign. Uh, Certainly hoping they have that campaign there. And then on Friday, Cam Newton popped positive for uh, COVID as well as the Chiefs uh, practice squad quarterback. So, guys, on both sides of the ball in that – Chiefs and uh, Patriots game so that game was postponed until Monday so at least that was played Uh, Cam Newton obviously is on the COVID IR restricted list he's not going to play this week Um, Bill Belichick is saying quote we will see how it goes as to who the starter will be this week Uh, neither Jared Stidham or Brian Hoyer was particularly overwhelming in how well they played this week so we'll see, uh, certainly it may go right on down to Sunday. So hopefully you're not starting either of those quarterbacks in your uh, fantasy lineup, but if so, it might be a good idea to find another option. Also worth noting, uh, Bill O'Brien of the Texans is the first coach and GM, I guess, since he's both to be fired. Uh, Romeo Cornell is going to be interim head coach for the foreseeable future. I wouldn't be surprised if it's the majority of the season. Um, shocking to me that Adam Gase is not the first one to go. Bill O'Brien didn't need to get fired, but yeah, sooner than I thought it would be. How are you feeling about this Sherpa? <laughs> um,
0: yeah, I'm surprised Adam Gase wasn't the first one to go, but they're saying that you they need to shot. keep him around for Sam Darnold's development. Of course, now Sam Darnold isn't playing this weekend. So maybe that's yeah. the right time to can him.
1: Yeah. And, it- at this point, I don't think there's a wrong time to do it. Uh, injury-wise, we lost uh, lost some good. Yeah, let security as well. run out right. in the
0: field and yank them off.
1: It'll be it could be like Varsity the Blues. They can have noise. Joe Flacco come out with the clipboard, maybe, and like <laughs> it'll, be, it'll be a great thing. I think this is what you do. Just just take that team from Varsity Blues, where they throw John Boyd out of the locker room at halftime, and really just rise up. Then I could get behind this Jets team. Until that point, uh, I'm not so sure. Uh, we did lose uh, a couple of big-name running backs this week for significant time, notably uh, out west. The Chargers running back Austin Eckler is dealing with a hamstring injury. He's going to be out four to six weeks. And in Cleveland, running back Nick Chubb is on IR with a knee injury. They say he's going to be out six weeks, but he's hoping to return this season. Uh, so certainly and not good news on there. Oh, oh, no. <laughs> that was my starting back for
0: one of the two teams that isn't doing well.
1: Well, the Pay close attention when we get to the waiver wire here in a minute because it sounds like you're going to be have... there. Yes, I will be. Uh, our, our friend of the show, quarterback Josh Allen out in Buffalo, had a little bit of a scare <clears> Sunday. <throat> he landed awkwardly on his hand, arm, whatever you want to call it. He said he he's going to be fine. It didn't look great, but he played the rest of the game. So I'm going to I'm gonna err on the side of he knows his body uh, better, and hopefully he will be fine. Uh, the Buccaneers are pretty, pretty racked with injuries and suspensions. Uh, wide receiver Mike Evans injured his leg on Sunday. He left the game and returned and was pretty good in his return, especially with the fact that he lost a step because he got a bad leg. Uh, looks like he's going to play through it again this week, barring a setback. Tight end OJ Howard uh, ruptured his Achilles tendon. He is done for the year. Running back LaShawn McCoy left the game with an ankle injury. He did not practice today. Wait and see on him. And running back Kenyon Barner was suspended today for four games for a PED violation, so just what they needed because every other running back was hurt. So good on him. Uh, In New Orleans, we thought we'd see wide receiver Michael Thomas uh, back from that high ankle sprain last week, but it ended up uh, being a late scratch for him. He's hoping to play this week, so keep an eye on that because it's certainly going to go down to game time. Packers wide receiver Devontae Adams is dealing with hamstring injury. Keep an eye on him as well. Uh, Better news for running backs in Carolina, Christian McCaffrey is recovering pretty well from that high ankle sprain. It looks like he's only going to be out one more week, so probably back next week. Keep your fingers crossed there. In Atlanta, uh, wide receiver Julio Jones left the game. He re-aggravated the hamstring injury that had been dogging him for a couple of weeks prior. Uh, he's pretty questionable coming into this week. I would certainly have a plan B there because it doesn't look good for him. Uh, Jaguars tight end and Texans tight end, uh, Tyler Eifert and Jordan Aikens both left the game with concussions. Aikens looks certainly worse. Uh, he got hit pretty pretty good. Uh, they are both both in the concussion protocol, both not practicing, both questionable for this week. I think Tyler Edford certainly has a better chance of playing, but uh, you, you certainly want to look at the waiver wire. Another tight end injury to keep an eye on. In Denver, Noah Font is likely not playing this week with that ankle injury. And out in Dallas, uh, tight end Dalton Schultz. Dalton Schultz is still dealing with the thigh injuries. It had him questionable last week. He played through. He should play again this week. Also worth noting in Denver, Drew Locke, uh, he's got a chance of playing this week. This is the kind of early end of the time frame that they thought he might be back from that shoulder injury. He's still not practicing, though, so, again, keep an eye on that as it goes down to the wire there. Buffalo running back Zach Zach Moss did not play on Sunday. He's questionable with a toe injury, hoping to be back, but so far it doesn't look great. Uh, Denver wide receiver K.J. Hamler was limited today with a hamstring injury. He's kind of practicing on his own, but they need any warm body they can get at wide receiver. They're not quite as bad off as the Eagles, but we'll get to them in a minute. Uh, Raiders wide receiver Henry Ruggs III, he's missed the last two games with a hamstring injury, and he is really coming into his own as a number one wide receiver. He's out there tweeting cryptically. It looks like he thinks he's going to play this week, so he's taken a page out of the Ocho Cinco uh, and Terrell Owens' playbook, but looks like he may be back on the field this week. Running back Jalen Richard tweaked his ankle during the game uh, this week. He's questionable, but it looks pretty good for him this week. In exciting news, Rams running back Cam Akers is going to be back this week after dealing with the rib injuries the last couple of weeks. His rib injury certainly wasn't as bad as Tyrod Taylor, who uh, famously, their team doctor, punctured his lung, trying to give him a pain injection. Uh, He is healing well. He looks like he's going to be okay to play this week. There's some talk of maybe starting him. Uh, Certainly keep an eye on that. I think it would probably behoove them to stay with Justin Herbert, but we'll see what happens there. Also in uh, Chargers land, wide receiver Mike Williams is still questionable, as he is pretty much every week. Keep an eye on it. Have a plan B, but it looks like he may play through it. Saints tight end Jared Cook is still pretty questionable with that groin injury. Certainly have another plan there. As we mentioned before, Jeff quarterback, Sam Darnold, is dealing with his brain AC joint. He thinks he's hoping to play through this. It sounds more like we're probably going to see Joe Flacco under center this week, but again, I'm hoping you're not trying to start Sam Darnold or Joe Flacco in your lineup. If so, please listen to us in the waiver wire pickups. There are better streaming options out in Philadelphia. Uh, pretty much our entire wide receiver core is still questionable and not practicing. Deshaun Jackson didn't play this week with hamstring this past week with a hamstring injury not sure if he'll show up this week or not. That's going to go down to the wire. Alshon Jeffrey still hoping to come back from that foot injury. Again, he's questionable. And JC, J.J. Arcega-Whiteside is still dealing with that calf injury. He injured pregame last week. He is questionable as well. Uh, Greg Ward has really been the only one who's stayed borderline healthy and actually seems to hold on to a football out there. So if you're going to start anyone, that's really the only option and still not a great one. Uh, one other Buccaneers uh, injury note, running back Raheem Mostart is still dealing with that knee injury. He's probably another week away, certainly not going to see him this week. In Seattle, running back Carlos Hyde is dealing with a shoulder injury. He's questionable. Uh, wide receiver Dante Pettis for the 49ers is dealing with a knee injury. It looks like he's going to play this week. And uh, we may see the return of Jimmy Garoppolo this week from that high ankle sprain. He's questionable. It's going to be questionable. Um, But I would like to note that we did get the return of the fighting C.J. Bethards this week, and he came right down the field, drove him for a nice 83-yard drive. And I would like to say that I was very excited about that. I'm sure you were shocked, Sherpa.
0: (laughs) Me and his college uh, teammate, George Kittle, were certainly on the same page.
1: It was great. I loved every minute of it. I'm all in. I had Nick Foles and C.J. Bethard back in the same week. I would like to see Nick Foles play a little better. But, you know, we can't have everything. So, so far, so good in my world. What do you think? Should we find some uh, warm, Wine healthy bodies to try to replace some of these guys?
0: Yeah, and just in case you're curious, while you were reading the injury report, I was diagnosed <laughs> with a serious illness. I went to the hospital. And recovered. I fought with my doctors until they released <laughs> me. I came home and staged a photo op, and then I got sick again. I'm just kidding
1: about oh the my last God. part. <laughs> you had a very productive time I just expelled the merchandise well, Eventful, Richard. I don't you know it really was much. productive But it was eventful <laughs> All right, so
0: Waiver wires?
1: Yes, yes, let's start okay. where we always do The old running back Running back
0: Yeah, um, for me, Damian Harris Would be the top option yeah. this week Chase Edmonds in Arizona Is also an appealing option Darnus Johnson and. Cleveland, I think Kareem Hunt will get most of the action there with Mm -hmm. the aforementioned Nick Chubb injury, but Johnson might still be worth picking up as a potential flex player. Uh, Justin Jackson, Chargers, same thing. Josh Kelly will probably get more carries than he will, but might still wander into enough carries to be useful as a flex option. And then uh, Keyshawn Mm -hmm. Vaughn in uh, Tampa Bay, but you're really – scraping the bottom of the barrel at this point with running backs if you haven't already stashed a few on your bench.
1: Yeah, or unless your entire backfield got wiped out in like a 10-minute span like Sherpa's did this week. Hopefully that did not happen to too many other people. That's the one team that
0: stinks. The other team that stinks, I was feeling pretty good about myself going into the season. I think I had uh, Saquon Barkley, Leonard Fournette, Chris Godwin, and Devontae Adams were my
1: Four offensive oh.
0: studs and needless to say that team's not doing well either.
1: No. No. Hopefully the Chris Godwin back this week. That would be hard to say. No. Concussions aren't great.
0: So anyone you want um, to add to I the mean, running back list? There I
1: don't I don't know if there's anyone in an NFL roster that there's still to add to this list. <laughs> okay. I mean if you're I, I think Damian Harris, like you said, is kind of far and away your best option out there.
0: Yeah, and again, even with Sony Michelle going on IR, mm-hmm. you know the Patriots' backfield is still going to be a three-headed monster. You know, you would figure with yeah. Burkhead there and James White back. So I don't know. And how you much don't know they're... who's going
1: to play quarterback. It just there's so many variables.
0: Yeah, so that's that's a tough uh, call there. But uh, anyway, again, he's, he's probably the. Most appealing of the not very appealing group of options yeah. there. I'm with so you. wide receivers, the pickings are a little less slim. I'm going to call out T. Higgins with Cincinnati, who's had two mm-hmm. nice games in a row now and seems to be getting involved in the offense is more than just a red zone threat. Although the matchup with Baltimore this week is not ideal. Tim Patrick with Denver has had a couple nice games. Precon Smith with New Orleans, uh, same deal, although depending on uh, Michael Thomas's return, his value could go plummeting in a hurry. Brandon Ayuk with San Francisco, same deal, a couple nice games, but uh, if Debo Samuel is back, his value might go um, down significantly. LaVisca Chennault with Jacksonville, McCole Hardman with Kansas City, Alshon Jeffrey with Philadelphia, if he's healthy enough to play. Scotty Miller with Tampa Bay, same deal. Cole Beasley, who you know like a lot. Uh, Christian Kirk had a nice game for Arizona last week. Uh, Darnell Mooney, a rookie who's sort of um, wandered into the wide receiver two role with uh, Chicago. Isaiah Ford with Miami and Jeff Smith with uh, the Jets are some real long shot, dart throws if you need them, and hopefully you don't.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I'm with you. I think that T. Higgins is, is certainly at the top of my list. Alshon Jeffrey, I think, is interesting just because it looks like he's got a pretty good chance of playing this week. And just really, it's like by a, a war of attrition, he's got to get targets as long as you know maybe Lane Johnson stays in the game long enough to protect uh, Carson Wentz. But that's neither here nor there. I think there's at least I don't some like better options this
0: weekend, though.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's tough. So we'll see. But, yeah. On the road we'll against see.
0: Pittsburgh and their defense, we'll see. But, uh, yeah. They're
1: going to have to throw a lot. <clears throat> yeah, it's going to – Yeah. It, it, I don't think it's going to go as well for them as it did this week.
0: Probably not, no. They still have a shorter flight home.
1: Yeah, there is always that.
0: <sighs> I think he's going to take the lining. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, quarterbacks, uh, Justin Herbert, assuming that he's still the starter, would be top of my list. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater with Carolina. Kirk Cousins, don't love him, but he has a nice matchup this weekend. And same thing Daniel Jones with the Giants. Um, not as keen on him and the Giants' offense, but if you're desperate, he's he's out there. Cowboys defense hasn't really been able to stop anyone so far this, this season. No,
1: no. Not a run, not a pass, not special teams, nobody. <laughs> I would, I you would Carr to, to the list, list assuming that
0: Gardner Minshew is not available.
1: Yeah. I mean, obviously always, always go with Gardner Minshew. Uh, I am going to pick him again to win this week. Eventually I'm going to be right about this more than I'm wrong. So um, I would add Derek Carr to the list. I know he's been a little underwhelming, um, but of what's out there, I think that they're getting a little healthier, and I think it could be an interesting uh, pickup, so he's not like, two-thirds yeah, so.
0: I just, I don't like the matchup this weekend, but again, maybe you're right against, you know, if the game script turns out that they're behind early and often, then he may have to throw 50 times, and that should result in value for someone, at least, him.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's, I mean, right. there's a lot of points in that. I mean, that's
0: really the best thing we can say about it. Is there's a lot of offense out there. Yeah. Um, this week for tight ends, uh, Dalton Schultz, assuming he's healthy, would be top of my list. Uh, Eric Ebron with Pittsburgh, Ian Thomas with Carolina, Mo Alley-Cox with Indianapolis, and Austin Hooper, who came back from the dead for Cleveland this week. And uh, Robert Tonian uh, with Green Bay yeah, had a great week. Of course, they're on by this week. So, if you have room on your bench, to stash and go ahead. But uh, you're you're not going to get any points from him this week. You get just as many yeah. uh, points from him as you do from uh, OJ. Um,
1: um OJ Howard.
0: <laughs> yeah, OJ Howard.
1: Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Maybe don't he can catch. If... Maybe with his torn uh, uh, maybe. You know,
0: Achilles tendon, if he least... can catch a foul yeah. ball at a Rays Yankees game or something.
1: Hey it's possible. He's out there. He's got good hands. We know that. Just just a bad ankle. But uh I I Dalton Schultz certainly if he's available. Uh he's a great option out there. Eric Ebron I like a lot. Ian Thomas. I'm I'm pretty fired up about what Carolina's doing. I like what's going on there. Um so I, I like I certainly like him out there and the Lally Cox as well.
0: <clears throat> okay, and then as far as defenses go the streamers delight this weekend, uh the two teams that are playing the New York teams, Arizona and Dallas. I I like their defenses if you're going to stream one this weekend. Cleveland potentially, Tennessee versus Buffalo, Houston versus Jacksonville, and then Miami out at San Francisco. So those are six widely available defenses that if you need to stream one this week, I think those might work out for you.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm with you there. I, I love Gardner Minshew. I think they'll win that game, but he's good for at least one interception. And that's it. who knows who knows what'll happen out in Texas without Bill Bill O'Brien. It's gonna be a whole new world out there.
0: So why don't we uh, move on to <laughs> position picks not, um, You're not as excited about the Lara, huh? <laughs> no, not so interested, but well if they you David All Johnson right. I would be more interested uh, more there than I would go. be interested, but We'll see. Since I have a rooting interest in him on one of my fantasy teams, but uh, one well, of the good David, ones. David but, Johnson
1: uh, is uh, uh, is not on my my top ten list this week for running backs. <laughs> I'm sure you're shocked by that. Well, um, he's on mine. So he's
0: got some conflict already. There you
1: go. Uh, I do, however, have Alvin Kamara at the top of my list. I think he's primed for a big game. Ezekiel Elliott, uh, obviously, we we certainly think there are some points to be had there uh, against the Giants this week. Number three, C- Clyde edwards Hilaire, I think could have a, uh, a certainly a nice week. More like he did week one, uh, I think the points are there. Dalman Cook at four, and Josh Jacobs, I, th- I like both sides of the ball in that Casey uh, Vegas game. At six, I've got Mike Davis. Like I said, I'm pretty fired up about this Carolina team. I I just I think this offense is really interesting to me all of a sudden. Uh, Derek Henry at seven, Chris Carson, Kareem Hunt, and James Robinson out in Jacksonville. We're going to hang out my top ten.
0: So in spite of your
1: uh, trashing <laughs> um,
0: David Johnson, we still managed to agree on seven of our top ten running backs this weekend, including Ooh, that's a lot. the top two, although I have the order reversed. I have Ezekiel Elliott at uh number one on my list, Alvin Kamara two, Kareem Hunt three, David Johnson four, Clyde Edwards Hilaire six, no five, James Conner six, Todd Gurley <laughs> seven, Dalvin Cook eight, sorry I forgot to how to count. Derek Henry nine and Chris Carson. Numbers and not ten. required
1: here. <laughs> well maybe
0: Count on Count can take my spot next week. <laughs> he would be an interesting guest host. It
1: would be. Lots of numbers for to
0: too. Oh, and I'll give an honorable <laughs> mention to Mark Ingram, Daryl Henderson, Josh Kelly, and uh, Chase Edmonds.
1: Good news. Uh, Mark Ingram and Chase Edmonds, both on my avoid list. Same <laughs> way from both of them this week. As well as Le'Veon Bell. Whether or not he's back this week or not, it looks like maybe he is. I, I really want no part of that, that Jets offense. I don't know who's under center. I don't know who's on first. I just I don't like any of it. Um, Leonard Fournette, also on my avoid list this week. Zach Moss out in Buffalo. It, it, whether or not he plays, I just think they're better matchups. Philip Lindsay in Denver again. Injury questions there. Duke Johnson uh, in Houston. And uh, Alexander Madison, J.K. Dobbins, and Chris Thompson.
0: Okay, my. My abbreviated uh, avoid list this week <laughs> consists of Josh Jacobs at one, Joe Mixon, Melvin Gordon, Miles Saunders, Miles um, Sanders, um, Antonio Gibson, and David Montgomery. So those are the guys I really don't want any part of this week, if I can help it.
1: I can see that. I can see your list. Uh, what about wide receivers? Really, I'm not sure. <laughs> Surprise! Little Blue is actually my inside man.
0: <laughs> oh well. Speaking of which, he's told me, you know, just based on his picks, I think he likes the cat teams and dislikes the bird teams. So he's got some interesting That's choices track. this week. He's all fired. He's yeah. all fired up about the Ravens-Bengals game, but he's probably the only <laughs> one I know picking the Bengals. He, he might be the
1: only one going with Joe Burrow. <laughs> Probably. Hey, you never know. He might he might be the one coming in with the best record next week. We'll have to see.
0: Well, he's also interested in the Panthers Falcons game.
1: Hey, listen, I'm 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 on his side for that one. Forever picking against the Falcons. But anyway, guess okay. We'll get there. Yeah.
0: We'll get there eventually, maybe. Yeah. So uh, as yeah. far as wide receivers go, Tyreek Hill at the top of my list, uh, as he usually is from week to week. Juju Smith-Schuster, two. DeAndre Hopkins, three. Odell Beckham, who had a nice uh, return from who knows where, uh, fourth on my list. Mari Cooper, Robert Woods, Marquise Brown, Tyler Lockett, Will Fuller, and Traquan Smith rounding out my top ten. Julio Jones, if he's healthy enough to play. Calvin Ridley and uh, DK Metcalf are honorable mentions for me.
1: Okay, we've got some overlap. Uh, I've got DeAndre Hopkins at the top of my list, uh, Tyree Kill uh, 1A, so we're, we're pretty similar there. We've got Keenan Allen at 3, Stefan Diggs at 4, and DK Metcalf all the way at 5 on my list, Calvin Ridley at 6, uh, Tyler Lockett, Michael Thomas, uh, as long as he plays, obviously, but if he plays, I think he's good enough to be number 8 on my list, Adam Thielen, and Alan Robinson running up my top 10. Amari Cooper gets an honorable mention. Uh, Odell Beckham Jr. is still dead to me. We need that guy
0: so much money. The Cowboys. God. Okay. Um, so you'll be pleased <laughs> to know Alan Robinson is at the top of my, and probably not shocked to oh, know perfect. that Alan Robinson is at the top of my uh, avoid list for this week. Terry McLaurin, Jamison Crowder, A.J. Green, T. Higgins, although I was talking him up before as a waiver wire pickup, uh, Hunter Renfro, Tim Patrick, again, talked him up as a waiver wire pickup. Uh, not necessarily the best week to start him. And Darius Slayton are on my avoid list for this week.
1: Okay. All right. I can I can live with some of these. Uh, I've got Hunter Renfro on my avoid list, as well as Jerry Judy in Denver. Uh, Scotty Miller in Tampa Bay, who seems to be borderline one of the healthier wide receivers out there. A.J. Green in Cincinnati. Uh, Mike Williams, Michael Gallup, Jarvis Landry, and uh, Deshaun Jackson, et al., everybody in Philly not named Greg Ward, Uh, Cole Beasley, who it pains me to say avoid this week, and Curtis Samuel out in Carolina. Okay. I think I
0: butted in front of you with my uh, avoid list, so why don't you uh... –
1: That's fine. That's
0: fine. Actually, did I – yeah, I did give my – so quarterbacks, who do you like? You just go wild.
1: Uh, I've got Russell Wilson and Patrick Mahomes, 1-1-A one, one on my list. I think they're both primed for a lot of points. Surprise, surprise. Lamar Jackson at three. Josh Allen, and his potentially bruised hand, at four. And Dak Prescott running out the top five there. Kyler Murray, Deshaun Watson, Matt Ryan, Garner Minshew, II, and Ben Roethlisberger running out the top ten.
0: <laughs> well, we actually agreed on eight of the ten, and I'll give you a hint that uh... –
1: you Gardner have Gardner Minshew I, in your top ten. One
0: I do not. <laughs> surprise, oh, that surprise.
1: Now the is, is at the top of my
0: list. Patrick Mahomes two, Deshaun Watson three, Dak Prescott four, Russell Wilson five, Jared Goff six, replacing Gardner Minshew in my list. Uh, ben mm. Rossesberger, seven, Matt Ryan eight, Kyler Murray nine, and Baker Mayfield rounding out my top ten. With uh, Drew Brees as an honorable mention.
1: I actually have jerseys on my avoid list this week. Uh, I don't like it, but we're doing it. Uh, as well as Sam Darnold, Joe Flacco, and the cast of characters in New York, and anyone who lines up on their center not named C.J. Beathard in San Francisco. Um, obviously, C.J. Beathard upgrades Purgatory. Why wouldn't he? But anyone else... Mark Sanchez is up to. I don't know, but at the rate guys are getting injured, we might be finding out sooner rather than later. <laughs> Although, I have to say, in quarterbacks who really never lived up to what they should have been, Brady Quinn is doing a very good job as a commentator. I'm very much enjoying that. He's not quite Tony Romo, but, you know, I think he's got some potential there. Anyway, I digress. Okay. Uh, also, on my avoid list, Ryan Tannehill, as much as it pains me, Carson Wentz, Kirk Cousins, Nick Foley and Dynamite, Ryan Fitzpatrick, and Philip Rivers. This was a tough one this week. I had to avoid a lot of guys I actually really like.
0: So my avoid list looks a little bit different, but Carson Wentz is at the top of it. Joe Burrow, Derek Carr, Nick Foles, Dwayne Haskins, Daniel Jones, Brent Rappenor, Drew Locke, whoever starts there, and then Joe Flacco and again, you know, hopefully I don't have to tell anyone to avoid him unless you're playing in a two deep, you know, start two quarterback league with uh fifteen other uh teams in it. But yeah. You don't want him. I've got a
1: I've got a team that starts two quarterbacks and two defenses, the league set up. I love it. How I many mean, teams in the league? <laughs> uh there are ten. So no one's rostering Joe so Flacco. So you still shouldn't I'm have sure to sure dip
0: you know. down into the Joe Flacco depth. No. If you do,
1: Oof. <laughs> How about say that in Lincoln this week? <laughs> uh,
0: Travis Kelsey is at the top of my list. Mark Andrews, Tyler Higbee, Jordan Athens if he's healthy enough to play. Austin Hooper, Eric Ebron, Hayden Hurst, George Kittle, John smith and Greg Olson rounding out my top ten. Uh, honorable mentions to Dalton Schultz, Rob Gronkowski, Dan Arnold, and Jared Cook, assuming that they're okay. healthy All enough right. to play.
1: Yeah. I've got George Kittle at the top of my list. i uh, really liking that match against my defense. Uh, Travis Kelsey, Darren Waller, Mark Andrews, and Johnny Smith. Uh, top five there. I may not want to start Ryan Fitzpatrick at all, but uh, Ryan Tannehill, all these guys I I sure do like their their tight ends. Mike Gisecki checking in at seven. Hunter Henry, Zach Ertz, uh, Evan Ingram, and then I've got a 10 and 10A in Dalton Schultz and Hayden Hurst. I couldn't pick between the two, so we're putting them both on. Alrighty, for avoids,
0: I've got Zach Ertz at the top of my avoid list this week. uh, Darren Waller, Evan Angram, Jimmy Graham, Logan Thomas, Noah Font, if he's even able to drag himself out on the field, Drew Sample and Chris Herndon rounding out my avoid list for tight ends this week.
1: I, yeah, yeah, certainly some overlap there. I've got Greg Olson at the top of my avoid list, Noah Font as well, Eric Ebron, Mo Ali Cox, uh, Gronk's on my avoid list. I don't love the matchup. Uh, I, I'm not totally sold on him there yet. True Sample, Logan Thomas, Chris Herndon, Cameron Breit, and Jordan Aikens. Uh, likely not playing, but if he does, don't start him.
0: All right and how about uh, defenses? Who do you like this week?
1: Loving the Rams defense against the Washington football team. Surprise, surprise. Uh, Steelers at two, 49ers, Buccaneers, and Colts rounding out my top five there. The Ravens, Cardinals, Broncos, Seahawks, and the Bills. Did you bring your tears? Your tears for fears this week? I did.
0: I do. I've got three tiers for this week. Um, (laughs) Pittsburgh and Arizona are in the first tier. Um, Mm -hmm. Second tier consists of the Rams, the Cowboys, the Buccaneers, the Chiefs, and the Patriots. And the third tier consists of the Ravens, the Titans, the 49ers, the Broncos, and the Browns.
1: Okay. I went with the historical uh, bottom ten, if you will. I'll call this my second tier. (laughs) I've got the Falcons on that list, the Saints, Chiefs, Dolphins, Bears, Browns, Jaguars, Texans, Cowboys, and the Jets.
0: We don't have too much overlap there, but uh, I'll give you my list. Um, The Bengals, the Giants, Las Vegas, Indianapolis, Jacksonville, Washington, Philly, Carolina, the Chargers, the Jets, and Minnesota, those are all on my avoid list. And I think that was more than 10, but yeah, it was actually 11. I but. think you've
1: now covered every, all 32 defenses. I think you've put on one tier or an avoid list. So well done.
0: No, I, let's see. So I have um, 12, <laughs> you got close. 12 recommended and 11 avoid. So I've still got a quarter of the teams I haven't touched yet.
1: Purgatory. We'll try harder next week.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, we've picks? got
1: games. Yes, let's do it. Chew I think that perhaps me. right away we are going to disagree on <laughs> the
0: I would guess so. Um,
1: I'm, I'm guessing you're
0: going two. with Nick Foles, and I am going against darn Nick Foles. Right, I, I think Tom, Tom, even though they're on different teams oh, this time, the Super Tom Bowl terrific. 52 rematch. I think that he needed a rematch. The, the heated rematch, so much bad blood there, <laughs> but uh, maybe maybe the Bears will run a Chicago special, but I don't think it matters. I think this time, Tom Brady did, will get though. the first laugh, the last laugh, and all the laughs in between. I'll say final score, Tampa Bay 27, Chicago 21, in a relatively low-scoring game.
1: I am taking a little higher score. Uh, obviously, I'm taking Nick Foles to win this game, and Nick Foles alone. Uh, no, I think that Chicago is going to certainly look better than they did last week. I think playing at home helps. I mean, granted, you're not in a stadium full of people, but I think having having the home field still something, and Thursday night games are always weird. So I'm taking Chicago to win this by field goal, 27-24. Yeah, better
0: cutouts than all the other teams.
1: They're great. I, I'm loving cutouts. I love all the South Park people out there. It's phenomenal.
0: <laughs> all righty. Next up, we've got the first – of the Sunday early games. There are two fewer Sunday early games than there were last week, but first one up is Jacksonville at Houston. And I could see this game going either way, but just partly to annoy you and partly because I think the oh, coaching change might uh, wake some offense, uh, might wake uh, Houston up a little bit. I'm going to go with uh, Houston to win in Romeo Cornell's debut. I'll go with uh, The David Johnson's 31, and the James Robinson's 27.
1: If I could be guaranteed that Romeo Cornell was going to have a fiery press conference that we could play on a loop for decades to come, I might have picked him to win this game. However, I can be sure that Gardner Minshew is going to be wearing a wild printed bandana. He's going to come out there. He's probably going to throw an interception, but he's going to throw a couple of touchdowns too, and I think they're – as weird as it sounds, I think the Jaguars are the less chaotic team this week. There's a lot of moving parts in Houston. So despite the fact that they're on the road, I'm taking Jacksonville to win
0: 28-23. Okay, so if you're keeping score at home, we disagreed on the first two games. And if you're even more curious, uh, last week uh, <laughs> you were 8-7 and seven with your picks and I was 9-6, and six, so that one-game advantage enables me to uh, – um, Go one up on you for the season. um You're at 38 and 24 and one, and I'm at 39, 23 and one. So neither one of us lighting the world on fire so far, but uh no, it's early no. yet.
1: And ironically, the most money I made gambling last week on games was actually picking the Eagles to win. So I don't know what's going on. Wow. Now. Hopefully this week gets better. I know. I know it's not great. I'm not proud of it, but here we are. <laughs>
0: Did you owe somebody like something, a, or was that just a
1: no? I just I just like a good an anti San Francisco nice. quarterback. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. But when C.J. Beathard right. came in, I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa! I'm willing to lose money here. But anyway, <laughs> let's. Find, I think we have a game that that we're ready to agree on here at least.
0: Yeah, I, I would think so. Um, the only one who's going to disagree with us on this game is Blue, Blue the Cat, Blue the Kitten. Yep, <laughs> um, he's picking the Bengals, but I'm not. I'm saying that the Lamar Jackson show uh, continues and you know, looked good against uh, the Washington football team last week. I think they'll look equally as good against the Bengals this week, and I'll say uh, Baltimore 37 and Cincinnati 24 in this game.
1: Okay, we're, we're pretty well in line. I've got Baltimore also scoring 37 points, Cincinnati only 21, um, but if Cincinnati somehow manages to upset the Ravens, I think Blue should get his own uh, picks next week. That's that's what I'm not In
0: his own segment it might uh, consist of a lot of biting and scratching, but
1: uh, yeah, you know. we all can make that. I think we know it. To, Mostly uh, you at this point.
0: <laughs> oh God, uh, not blue, but the other one gave me t- one of the other two, our senior cat gave me two nice gashes on my hand the other day when I picked him up. Yeah, your so, cats
1: usually they they make some good appearances throughout the season. I always appreciate that. Yeah, <laughs> they show up. Yeah not as great for you as it is for me,
0: but I enjoy it. Two of them were in the room with me at the start of the show. Now only one is, and he's asleep. So lost interest. I don't think he's going to give me any thoughts. We'll see. It. <laughs> so next game off, we've got uh, two teams that don't involve uh, cat names, but uh, we've got the Rams traveling to the East uh, Coast to take on the football team. And not surprisingly, I think the Rams will win. They're second in a row against uh, an NFC East team. This one, I think their offense will be back on track. And I'll take uh, Jared Goff and the Rams 31 over Dwayne Haskins and the Redskins 20. And how much longer before we see Alex Smith.
1: I hope it's any day now. I, I think one of the saddest moments last week was when the Ravens put RG3 in and he immediately threw an interception and did not get any revenge on, on the Washington football team. That was a tough moment, but uh I think that Washington's going to have another tough week uh, at home, which really doesn't mean much because it's a never a uh, a hometown field. There, I've got the Rams winning thirty-one thirteen, so I'm seeing even less less offense.
0: Okay, next up we've got uh, the Chiefs hosting uh, the Raiders, and Chiefs looked a little bit off. They didn't look like they were hitting on all cylinders on offense on Monday night against the Patriots, but uh, I think they'll get their act together back at home um, this week. Well, they were at home this week too, but I think they'll
1: was fired up for the thing division was weird, rivalry. That Patriots- chiefs game.
0: Yeah. I'm still not sure they actually played it, but uh, my fantasy yeah. league standings tell me that they did, but I didn't start anybody <laughs> from either team. Actually, I don't think I have any Chiefs on any of my teams, which is probably not a good thing, but uh, so okay. anyway, Cut, cut to the chase. I'll say that the Chiefs win this easily. I'll say Kansas City 34,
1: Vegas 21. Okay, we're we're right in line again. This is, this is getting scary. Uh, I've got Kansas City winning 33-21. They're back on their routine this week. They'll look a little less dysfunctional uh, than they did on Monday night. So I, I certainly think even with the re- potential return of Harry Ruggs, I don't think that Derek Carr and Vegas have enough to overcome Kansas City. All right. How other think they did
0: though. The Battle of Pennsylvania. Be. The Battle of Pennsylvania, I think that uh, <laughs> I, I think the Steelers have a decided edge, even if they didn't have a week's uh, rest. But I'm going to go with them to win this in a two-touchdown blowout. Also, will say Steelers 31, and, uh, and Eagles 17 in the quadrennial battle.
1: I also have the Steelers winning 31-17. I'm, it's it's troubling me how even our scores are lining up. So ever since our, our road bump of Nick Foles and Gardner Minshew, these have been pretty online, which you can almost guarantee means this is not how it's going to happen. <laughs> so, this next Steelers one,
0: 31-17. I'm 98% sure that you're <laughs> picking differently from me. I'm never,
1: ever Nick picking the Falcons to win a game again. I'm done. I'm done. I'm going go do right. to go two whole seasons I'm on the win.
0: So you'll be happy to know that I am picking them to win at home this week against the Carolina Panthers. There's still Christian McCaffrey well, and I'm it's like, Panthers. I'm like Blue but... the
1: Kitten here. All right.
0: So, well, I'm, yeah, you and Blue can have Carolina. I'm going to take Atlanta at home. I'll say uh, Matt Ryan and the Falcons, 31, and uh, Carolina and the Teddy Bridgewaters, 28.
1: The Fighting Teddy Bridgewaters are putting up 34 points this week, and they are winning 34 to 30 over Matt Ryan and the Falcons, who I still don't understand how they're as bad as they are. They're going to score points, but they're just not going to win games. I'm I'm done. I'm done trying to understand them. I can't do it. I'm not going to do it. But I think they actually have some decent
0: players on defense, but the whole thing just doesn't work. They're
1: they're decent on both sides of the ball. I don't understand. Even their special teams isn't bad, except. No one knew what an onside kick was, but with that brain fart aside, they're a pretty complete team, and they didn't have a lot of turnover in the offseason. They just don't understand what they can't get about winning a football game.
0: Uh, something they do seem to be allergic to winning, like some other teams we know um, and root for in some cases. So next up so. we've got, <laughs> at least the Falcons make a show of trying to win a game, but... Anyway, next up we've got uh, Buffalo at Tennessee. Tennessee, reasonably healthy, reasonably COVID-free. Adam Humphreys, I guess, is probably the biggest uh, name that uh, is uh, is stricken there. But um, I think – I know you're going to pick the Josh Allens, but I'm actually going to go the other way in this game, picking the home team again. I think uh, Tennessee, Derrick Henry, they'll be able to control the clock enough. And – if Josh Allen is at 100%, that's uh, just enough to tip the scales in Tennessee's favor here. I'm going Tennessee 27 and Buffalo 24.
1: I've got Buffalo winning 28-21, 20, so you're right. I am going with the Josh Allens here. I just – I, athletes are such creatures of habit. Like we saw in that Kansas City, like they were off because their routine was off, not because the Patriots' defense is overwhelming. I just – the fact that Tennessee has been disjointed for two weeks and there's been a lot of weird stuff happening, I just, I think they are the better team out of the two overall. I just don't know if they're the better team this week.
0: Speaking of disjointed, our next game brings us to the Meadowlands okay. where the Jets, the 0-4 Jets, will host the, Car- the uh, Arizona Cardinals, another team that Blue's not uh, terribly fond of, but I don't see any way that you can pick the Jets. <laughs> This week, even Blues picking the Cardinals. I'm picking him to win even by a Blue's score good. of 30 to 17. <laughs> Eight years ago, that I had got... to be the worst game I've ever seen. In the last oh. time Arizona was at the Jets, oh, I think the God. final score was something like nine to six, and it was, it was. Uh, Mark Sanchez was. and I. I forget who it was for Arizona, but someone totally forgettable, It might have been. You know, it wasn't great. Well, I don't know.
1: But that's, anyway, That's I'm, four hours of our life that none of us are going to get back. Yeah, certainly more points here. Definitely less defense. Um, yeah, I, I, short of, like I said, a Varsity Blues-esque halftime rally with some quarterback coming out and, and holding the clipboard and coaching the team after throwing Adam Gase out. That's the only way I could see this game going the Jets' way. And since the probability of that, probably not great. I'm going to go Arizona 30 over the Jets 20.
0: Yeah. Reasonably close scores again. Um, yeah. Next, yeah. Now we're into the Sunday Lake games. Miami, last week they hosted a West Coast team. This week they're actually traveling to a West Coast team. They'll be in San Francisco. San Francisco, as we saw last week, didn't fare too well at home against an East Coast team. But I think... They'll get their act together this week, and regardless of whether it's Jimmy Garoppolo, C.J. Beathard, Nick Mullins, I don't think it matters. I think they have just enough offense with uh, George Kittle there to get by Miami. Ryan Fitzpatrick's magic seems to have worn off uh, fairly early in the season, as it usually does, and uh, Tua is probably going to be starting within a week or two, uh but I'll go with uh, San Francisco (laughs) to win this one, 27-24.
1: I am taking Socrates and his beard full of secrets to win in the final moments of this game on the road, 24-23. I think he's bringing them back. Um, Obviously, C.J. Bethard on the center certainly changes things. Unfortunately, I don't think I'm going to get my wish this week. So I'm going with Magic and the Dolphins getting a little bit healthier. Uh, on the road and certainly they are healthier than the 49ers are pretty much anyone in the world is at this point. Um, so I'm, I'm taking a, a quasi upset here.
0: Okay. Next we've got, uh, Denver, which looked pretty good. Um visiting the jets last week or a little bit further up the East coast this week uh, at new England, new England, the quarterback situation, obviously you know, not good with Cam Newton now, but I'm <laughs> going to say that, uh, if Cam Newton is back, I, I don't know if that's a possibility or not at this point, but if he is, I think they win. If he isn't, I still think they win. I'll go with the Patriots by a field goal here. I'll say uh, you know, New England 24, Denver 21, regardless of whether Cam Newton and uh, Drew Lock are back this week or not.
1: Yeah, um, I, I don't love really this New England offense, period. Um, I I just I think the change going back and forth between quarterbacks, who's going to start, who's not this week for Denver, is really going to be their undoing, and the fact that they really don't have any healthy wide receivers. Also a problem, um, but I'm going to take New England in a lower-scoring game, 23-17 over the Broncos. Okay,
0: next up we've got the suddenly resurgent Cleveland Browns. Maybe more scoring up against Dallas' defense will do. Against uh, I mean,
1: all, all the, of a sudden, he started to learn how to throw the football again. What is this?
0: Um, I'm not sure, but I don't think it's and he might no. put some points up on the board against Cleveland, but I don't think it'll be enough. I think Baker Mayfield will get the better of him here. I think Cleveland is waking up and realizing that they've got a lot of offensive weapons and they should use them. I don't know if Indy's defense, I don't think they're quite in the league of Dallas in terms of how awful they are, but uh, I'll go with Cleveland by 10 points at home here. Cleveland 34, Indianapolis 24.
1: I'm actually picking the Colts to win this. I think their defense is a little better uh, than, than pretty much everyone else gives them credit for. Um, but I just, I think that their offense is more functional than the Browns, despite what the Browns look like last week. They did get banged up. Odell Beckham jr. Is, never plays like that against anyone, but the Cowboys. So I don't expect that to be the norm. Um, my biggest worry from that game last week was I'm, I'm now terrified Baker Mayfield's going to be the Cowboys quarterback with the very near future after that audition. But uh, I'm taking the Colts to win 27 20 this week. I think Baker's magic wears off a little bit.
0: Terrible was it scoring in 27 20, you said?
1: Yep, yep. Another lower okay. scoring game.
0: Alrighty. Um... Brings us to the last and the least of the Sunday afternoon games. (laughs) Our team's butting heads for the first, unfortunately, only two times this season. That would be the Giants uh, (laughs) visiting the Cowboys, and uh, Dallas could come out, wear their blue uniforms, and Dak Prescott could be forced to play left-handed. And I still think this is a blowout. So I'm going with uh, Dallas 37 over the Giants 20. Yeah,
1: I have the Cowboys winning 34-21. Normally, the Giants in Dallas scares me. That's normally a bad thing, but it's just it's tough for the lineups that are going to be out on the field to say that they're going to upset the Cowboys, but we've seen stranger things. I just think there's a lot of offense on the Dallas side of the ball this week.
0: Okay. Um, first of the Sunday... Well, actually, there's only one Sunday evening game this week.
1: First, uh, first and last? There is every week. First <laughs> and last of the
0: Sunday evening games this week unless there's a COVID outbreak uh, for either of these teams uh, would be Seattle with, the I guess, the cardboard cutouts are the 12th man now. They're hosting Minnesota. and This could be an interesting game just because, depending on how much uh, Kirk Cousins is able to exploit uh, Seattle's banged up secondary, I think he will exploit it to some extent, but I think Seattle's offense has just got a little too much for uh, Minnesota, and I'll say Seattle wins this by a field goal. I'll say Seattle 30, Minnesota 27.
1: I'm actually picking a 10-point a victory here for the Seahawks. Uh, even with their depleted secondary, I think Kirk Cousins uh, is, is certainly going to try to exploit that secondary. I think there are definitely passing yards to be had there, um, but I think that Seattle defense is going to do a better job of – containing Dalvin Cook than we've seen in weeks past. I think Seattle wins 34-24. I think Russell Wilson, that offense, is just more dynamic, and and they're going to have some more time on the field, I think.
0: So I might as well ask, who's your early season MVP? Is it Russell Wilson? Is it Dak Prescott? Is it Aaron Rodgers? Is it someone else? Who do you like? Um, Besides Gardner-Mitchell, I mean, I, of
1: course. We all know I love Gardner-Mitchell. Uh, I. I mean, Josh Allen is certainly a contender, but I think right now it's Russell Wilson. Just what he's done with a lot of injuries, a lot of moving parts, and uh, how they've played as a unit, I think, overall, I think he'd be my pick right now. What about you?
0: Um, I probably, just for sentimental reasons, would prefer Russell Wilson over Aaron Rodgers and Dak Prescott, but... It'd be hard to argue with any of those guys at this point.
1: I get the Dak it's yeah, we'll super hard for me quarterback. to do Do you to like uh, Joe Burrow
0: more or Justin Herbert?
1: Ooh, I, I think I like Joe Burrow a little more. He's working with less and I just I just like he seemed a little calmer in in some stormier weather than Justin Herbert. I don't think he's been tested quite as much. But Mendez, did he look good against Tom Brady last week?
0: Yes he did. Um so mm-hmm. now, the Monday night game, New Orleans home against the Chargers. I think this will be a fairly high-scoring game, uh, and mm-hmm. I'm guessing most yep. people do. But I'm going to say that uh, Drew Brees' resurgence continues, especially if he's able to get Michael Thomas back in the fold. But even without him, I think with Emmanuel Sanders and Trayvon Smith, they have enough uh, offensive weapons and Alvin Kamara to best the Chargers yeah. at home. I'll say yeah, New Orleans 31. And the Chargers, uh, 27.
1: I'm I'm going even higher scoring. I've got New Orleans winning 38-31. All of the points here. Um, it's super hard to pick against Drew Brees at home. Uh, the Chargers are good, but still still not quite on that level. Like you said, it, it's just an offense that never ends. Doesn't matter how many injuries they have, they just they just keep coming in New Orleans. So, as you said, we said, we've only got two teams on by this week, barring of course any COVID. Um, but uh, we will certainly next week bring you some more options as the bye weeks continue. We've got a couple of Daily Fantasy picks for you here. As always, we try to give you some value. There are big names out there. You know how to buy them, but if you're looking to save a little money at positions here, at uh, quarterback, we've got Teddy Bridgewater. Like I said, I'm all in on the Panthers right now. So is Blue. We're in this together. Uh, Nick Foles, of course, Daniel Jones is going to have to throw forever at running back. Clyde, Edward, Tiller, uh Todd Gurley, I think could be interesting this week. James White, Mike Davis, and Kareem Hunt at wide receiver, DJ Moore, CD Lamb, who really had a nice coming out party last week, Jamison Crowder, Golden Tate, and Debo Samuel at tight end, Jonu Smith, Eric Ebron, and Dalton Schultz, as long as he plays with that thigh injury and defense, the Rams and the Cowboys, the price is right there. If you're looking for stacks, Carolina, Minnesota, and Seattle it would be my best bets there. Uh, we have you know, pretty much everything. To guide you to victory this week, we'll be back with you next Tuesday night as are every week from 8.30 to 10.30 p.m. Eastern Time. If you missed any episodes or you just need something good for your commute, you can find us all week long all over social media and, of course, download After the Fact. You can find us on Facebook at the Fantasy Football Sherpa fan page, on Twitter at the number 4 Inches show at Fantasy underscore Sherpa and JKIM16. You can figure out who's who there, I'm sure. So thank you so much for listening, guys. Uh, We'll see you next week. Good luck, unless, of course, you're playing us.